Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Head to Vet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. Bills Mafia, we are back. We got another great episode for you guys today. It is Believe in Bills podcast. I'm Justice General Radford. That's the coach. Legend in two games, no peewee. Championship coach Mookie Hawkins in the building. What's going on, Mook? How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, you know, happy, you know, new year and all that stuff. Holiday season is still going on. And, hey, you know, Bills play tomorrow, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Absolutely. Happy holidays to you and to all of our beautiful fans as well. Like you said, Bills football tomorrow, something great to look forward to. And then I, I, I like Saturday games personally. Anytime there's like NFL football on, on like a Thursday, Monday, Saturday type, like I, I'm all for it because I, I, I like just watching the game be played. Um, but of course, I would prefer to see my team out there on the field, which we will get to do tomorrow as they take on the New England Patriots, the – I don't know if they've ever really been our rival. <laughs> they stomped us for a long time, and now we've been stomping them for a little while now. So, eh. But uh, they, they kind of suck right now. But they their defense is decent. Um, they haven't been blown out, really. They've been playing tough ball since uh, since they benched Mac Jones. Mm. Uh, and they got Bailey Zappi coming in. And I, I don't know how much of a spark they're thinking to give them versus the Buffalo Bills, but the spread is currently, I think, 13 and a half. Let me ask you just straight up, outright, do the Bills cover the spread? Um, Yeah, tomorrow they cover the spread. About that time they cover the spread. 
This is this is this is this is I mean every week for the past four weeks, three weeks or whatever the case may be has been a must win game for this team. And they understood that and they're having that approach right now. But when is it going to be that I must blow you out game, right? You know, this has all the markings of it. Um, it's not a team that this Bills is actually sleeping on because New England beat them this year. So it's nothing to sleep on this New England Patriots team, especially, you know, coming off an of upset in Denver. So, you know, the Bills know that New England has that mindset and they got to be ready, you know, be ready for the challenge. I mean, Bill Belichick is over there still, one of the greatest coaches of all time in our era. So anything is possible. So I think, though, the Bills find a way to cover the spread. I mean, you, you look at it and this is first of all, it's the New England Patriots and the Bills have a tendency of this year specifically playing down to their competition, where it's like you play a bad team and they kind of meet you at your level. But then you play a great team and they either meet you at your level or run all over you, which kind of gives you the impression that they could run all over everybody given the opportunity. But that's not the same team that we see on the field every week. However, this is a division rival. We've seen Josh Allen and the Bills go out there and absolutely embarrass Patriots defenses that were better than this, right? However, the previous game this year, the Patriots beat us 29 to 25. So you look at it, and on one hand, you're like, well, this is an easy win for the Buffalo Bills. This is just doing your job on the way and hoping that you get some help and you might be competing for a division title next week. But then on the other hand, you're like, well, oh, which Bills team are we going to see, right? Now, I am also of the mindset that <clears throat> there was one iteration of the Buffalo Bills team, right? And, and now we're kind of seeing a completely new one under the offensive uh, leadership of Joe Brady and uh, giving this offense a little more aptitude. Uh, nah, well, I, the Chargers game, they kind of slipped back into the Dorsey to me, where it was like not necessarily play calling that was the problem, but they just got real messy. Right, fumbles and just giving the ball over, giving the ball away, excuse me, too many times. And then the Chargers were able to capitalize on it for a couple of the turnovers. Um, but the Bills were able to even go down and get it done, which I don't see as a bad thing either, because you're going to have to learn how to win one game, one score games here deep in the season and in the playoffs. But as you mentioned, they have been play in playoff mode now for about a month. And I mean, you look at it, they got a they should have gotten a W over the Philadelphia Eagles, mm -hmm. get one over the Chiefs, Cowboys, uh, Chargers, right? And, and now you're kind of in, like, the easy part of your schedule with the Chargers and the Patriots. <laughs> the Chargers look like the one team between the Chiefs and the Cowboys that actually, you know, had a chance versus you, right? So you kind of hope that the Bills are able to, you know, get get it set for, you know, versus the Patriots and, and just kind of take care of business. So you look at them in the league, offense, fourth. Defense ninth, passing ninth, rushing seven. So, this is one of the best teams in the National Football League. Just when you look at it from a statistical uh viewpoint, Pats do have a, a seventh ranked defense. However, is that defense good enough to to do the unthinkable and, and upset the Buffalo Bills tomorrow? Well, whenever you know you have a top ten defense, that is possible. Um, you know that's that's possible no matter who you are. So, a lot of people are feeling to realize this year more than any other season. I see. You see a lot of teams that's not allowing that much, you know, yards in the passing game. 
this year. I'm telling you, it's about 10 defenses right now that 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 hold offenses to under 200 yards, you know, passing. I mean, so, yeah, that definitely can happen. It depends on what type of day your quarterback is having, and especially if you're not uh, uh, a running team or an offense that don't have balance, then, of course, you know, it's easy to, you know, scheme and game plan for that, especially if the quarterback's having a bad day. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, the Bills just got to keep doing what they've been doing. Um, you know, make sure you have that balance, you know, whether it's James Cook, Leonard Fournette, Ty Johnson, or Davis Murray. Uh, I want to see the setup plays off the run game. I think that um, some of the pros and cons with Brady is – Okay, we see these plays, but what's the setup play off that play? Like you just every time you ran that play, you know, running it uh, with James Cook. Let's just say, for instance, that trap play, Dion pulls, and mm-hmm. what's the setup play off that play? Mm-hmm. You know, you run that play so much that you couldn't do it against the Chargers, right? So you should have your setup play play you know, off of that. Yeah. What is the setup play off that play? Not just scrap that play that formation or whatever and go to another play i want to start seeing the setup plays what is your adjustment off a play that works multiple times and then the defense gets you know grasp of what you're doing there and then you set that same play up with something else mm-hmm. like i want to see that out of brady i haven't seen that yet i want to see that because in areas where i think we should be seeing it the Bills have struggled in that area, you know. So, you know, it's been better, but it hasn't been perfect as far as the offense goes. So um, that's what I want to see now. Now where's those setup plays? Where's those big splashy plays? Where is Stefan Diggs? Like, you can't tell me, you know, that it, now it's, it's, it's more than a concept problem when it was with Dorsey. It's more scheme now with Brady as far as getting Diggs involved in this offense. Like, you yeah. can't tell me that Puka Nakua, that C.D. Lamb, that Devontae... Oh, and Cooper Cup as well. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Jefferson. They get fed. You can't tell me those guys, they get played the same as Stefan Diggs get played. They get played the same way. I don't understand why you can't get Diggs open. Now, he has been clutched. They do go to him on third down, and he has been clutched. If if those plays work when you need them, why not run them more meaningful in-game instead of, you know, some things? And I did see Josh still miss Steph on some things. So I think the whole overall totality of is just getting a feel for how Brady costs things and, you know, where Josh does with his eyes. You know, that's 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 where it is as far as like making those proper reads and having the patience to, you know, you know, to to work your progression thoroughly. You know, so those are some of the things I guess I'll get the benefit of the doubt of, you know, this Brady's offense and why Diggs isn't is as involved, you know, the past four weeks, you know, rather than, you know, just. You want to point the finger, it's easy to point the finger at Diggs, right? But you know, you have to um you know get that get that uh going, especially heading into the playoffs. So um, you know, that's that was some of just the pros and cons out of Brady, but um I think 
I see Diggs a lot in the slot. Like when it really mattered, I don't understand why they shouldn't put him in the slot a little bit more. Um, if if you put Diggs in the slot and Kincaid is that tight end, give him uh, that whole seam, the whole middle, oh, the middle, the seam, whatever, right? Like who are you doubling when it comes to occupying the middle? And then not to mention we have a run game now. Yeah. So play action off of that. You got Diggs and Kincaid playing around in the middle, one shallow, yeah. one deep. Absolutely. Then it don't matter who you got on the outside. You could Shakur, you could put Hardy, you could put Gate. You know, you can flex out Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox. So that's a lot of things you can do to be more creative. Uh, but this offense is better. And I definitely want to see more splashiness. I want to see splashiness. You can't tell me that Joe Flacco just got off the damn couch and it's just bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> so, and, you know, for real, like, you know, they, they're making plays. Like, so. You love to see Josh Allen with some of these other playbooks you see in the NFL as far as the creativity with the play calling and, you know, how they're being used. I think the Bills have, have more weapons than a lot of teams, you know, in the NFL. It's just not being exploited as it needs to. Um, it's exploited enough to win, but it's not exploited enough to where it's just, like, dominant. And you know, like, with these matchups, like, so – Hopefully, you know, they get it done with the big flashy uh, plays against New England, a divisional opponent. These next two games are for the division. So these are super-duper must-win games for the Bills. So, again, they have to win out, and Miami have to lose out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they have to, they've had to win out for a while now, and uh, they've, they've done their job thus far, right? Still got more work to do. And then as soon as the work ends, you got more work to do. So – um, you know, you're fighting for your life right now. You're fighting for an opportunity for a second chance or for a second life, a uh, second season, if you will, right? And just going back briefly to what you were talking about with the, the setup play, I mean, that's that's kind of the whole point, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, you want to be able to get a rhythm, right? Because if the defense is reading your play and stopping it, it's because they've seen it on film, which means they're expecting it. So that's when the play action comes and you got somebody wide open because it's unaccounted for or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You look at the Philly, or I'm sorry, the brotherly shove, right? Everybody's expecting the brotherly shove. Everybody's expecting Jalen Hurts to get pushed up into the air mm-hmm. five yards forward, right? So now instead of that, you hand it off to the, the fullback and he's a counter and he's going 45 yards up the sideline. And, you know, that's the couple variations you can have off of plays like that, especially when people believe that, that they know what's coming, right? Um, you, you know, kind of just talking about, you know, where you were talking about to the Joe Brady uh, schematic effect. Uh, I think checkdowns have become a lot more prevalent in this offense state, right? The checkdowns are more emphasized. And it, the reason why the checkdown is so valuable, I feel like, is because Josh has a history of being able to look, you know, mid to to deep, you know, and, and be able to get the ball there and, and make defenses pay. So, now, if you check down too much, you kind of have the inverse effect. And I feel like we just need to find some balance there. But I think that they'll be able to get it done. And not only that, but Josh is the best in the league at, you know, making the second play happen to where even on the scramble drill, you're still, you know, getting getting some some big yardage there. They, right? didn't, even, they didn't even check it down last week. Like, he didn't have, he, James Cook had no targets last week. That yeah, was, James Cook didn't, though. I just didn't understand. I asked him, and he you know, didn't have no understanding of it either. Like, I'm just, 
just don't yeah. understand how can a guy <laughs> has have this type of game for you and you know the game was quite easy with the ball in his hands this way I don't understand why you know you're not trying to get the ball in his hands more like, I think last week was was weird for I don't think there was anybody that was just like it kind of seemed like the whole team as a collective was just getting punched in the face at first. And it was like, oh, okay, we got to wake up and like make something happen. We can find yourself down 10 zip to the Los Angeles Chargers who don't have a quarterback or a head coach. Like, no, no, I'm saying it seemed like the whole team got punched in the myth and they had to kind of adjust moving forward. Well, because we did what they see on tape. We ran the same play, you know, the pull play. They wouldn't allow us to do that play. You know, we did. We, we, we gave James Cook a sweep one time. He got like five, six yards. You don't see the sweep no more. Uh, you don't see the stand-up to James Cook on the out, you know, when he spread it out and empty. You know, match him up with a linebacker one-on-one. You first down, you could just clear out and just throw the check down, you know, just swing it out to him. That's kind of like handing the ball off to a running back on first down. If he gets you three yards, that's great. That's what we're looking for, minimum. But anything after that is a bonus. You know, second and seven, second and six. You you still ahead of the six that way. So I just don't understand you should be doing that. That's going to help your quarterback be more efficient. That's going to help your quarterback, you know, work to the second level because now you have a running back that these linebackers is going to have to account for. They're not going to be able to help safeties over the middle because, you know, the line the running back is, you know, is posing a threat. So gotta let james cook pose as a threat you know a little bit more this week than than last week because i don't see a linebacker on new england's team that can check him and then i don't see van ginko next week checking him if that's you know a matchup you know that we have to exploit especially when it comes to passing the ball so you know who my x factor again is for this week (laughs) all right so that kind of goes in line with what i was about to ask you not quite an x factor but when you look at the Buffalo Bills team, it's it's kind of like you never know what you're going to get, right? It's impossible to bet on the Bills offense because Gabe Davis can have zero catches or can have seven catches for a buck fifty, right? Gibbs can have four catches or he can have eight catches for one thirty, right? So like you never know what's going to happen, right? So just looking at the matchup, right? A, a great defense in the New England Patriots. Secondary is okay, it's pretty good. Uh, linebackers are okay. Uh, so you, you look at it, you got Dalton Kincaid, right? Diggs, Davis, Cook, um, Dawson, all these available options. So aside from Josh Allen or accompanied by Josh Allen, who is more likely to go off tomorrow? Um, James Cook. I was going to say James I'm always going to say James Cook because with the ball in his hands, it gives you a chance. You know, it, he gives this team a chance to to do big things. And with the ball being in his hands during, you know, these last four games, the Bills have been dominant. The Bills have, you know, been in the game no matter what. Um, when you look at that last drive against, uh, <laughs> you know, the Chargers, you know, how, how instrumental was he, you know, in that one? So, you know, just getting the ball in his hands more and getting comfortable with that and, you know, trusting that, uh, getting better with the run game. I'm not thinking that, you know, 
expecting them just to just go crazy each week in a run game. It's just something that's that's new to them. So that's something they have to get accustomed to. But they need to just stay at it. Don't abandon it at times. Every drive, you should have some sort of new wrinkle of your run game. Should just be the same damn play all the time, all right? If you is, yeah, hopefully it's to set up something. But um, okay, Cook is obvious X factor. <clears throat> Diggs, like Diggs, you gotta you like your offensive coordinator. You have to figure out how do I get my main dogs to ball. Period. You know, who, my main receiver, I, I gotta feed him. My main running back, I gotta feed him. My quarterback, he's a dual threat. Those, that's one, two, three. Those are my three right there. Those are my three dogs that I have to get going in order for, you know, this offense to win. Other than that, you know, you got Kincaid, you got Gabe. Y'all feeding off of that. Y'all feeding off of that. Uh, Shakur, you feeding off of that. You know, but I got to get my main dogs. My main dogs, Cook, Diggs, Josh, I got to get them going. Because this is where, I, I mean, I, I, me, that's what I'm basing my offense around, those three guys. My offense will be based around those three guys. And, you know, everybody else feeds off of that, you know, for now. And then everybody, you know, it depends, you know, hey, yeah, you, it's like Oprah Winfrey show, you know, uh, 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 Dalton, you have a day. Gabe, you have a day. Shakur, you have a day. But my main three, my main three dogs got to eat every week in order for this offense to consistently consistently put up points and put yourself in position to win every week. So uh, we haven't seen that. Give me a game where Josh has 300, Steph has over 100 yards, five, six catches, and Cook has over 100 yards. That breakout game is, is near somewhere. You know, we want to see it against New England because, I mean, the record say, says it should be that way. Records do. But, again, you got this mastermind guy over there on the other side and Bill Belichick that is going to find something that nobody recognizes and, you know, just expose it for what it is. And then next, you know, it could be a dark fight. But if the Bills um, go out there and be Big Bad Bully and the regular season home finale take care of business, get their lick back, then, yeah, it should be a wrap. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at it, and Stephon Diggs, I'm taking him. I'm taking him toe-to-toe with a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, a Tyreek Hill. I, I like Diggs head-to-head with any of those guys or anybody in the league as far as the wide receiver position is concerned. And yet, it seems like we're the anomaly, right, in the league in terms of having a star wide receiver. We're like it, The offense is just so extremely inconsistent. Um it just is like it's never the same thing week to week. Like there's there's not really an identity, right? Uh, you you kind of don't know what to expect every week, which I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing through and through, but it does, you know, kind of is a cause for pause because it's like, well, how will they win the game this week if they, you know what I mean? So, um, but there needs to be uh, something that happens where, your number one wide receiver, he he needs to be able to be a difference maker. And he doesn't need to just be a difference maker because he's getting doubled and other people are getting open. Like, you still need to get him the ball, get him going. Um, because when Diggs make plays, it's more than just stats on the, the stat sheet, right? That's energy. It, you know, not only in, on the sideline, not only in a huddle, but in the stadium. 
this this is a superstar. You know what I mean? There's a reason why when he catches the ball, the stadium goes wild. Um, there's a reason why when it's 17 to 14, that's the, the most favorite touchdown that Bills fans love to see. And that's not like a slight against anybody else, but they're superstars. I, you know what I mean? So we need to figure out a way to, to get him involved, especially just because that energy is infectious. And once you get Stefan Diggs going, that creates a flow to where other guys get that confidence and they start going. It's kind of like the inverse of what you see in the Kansas City where one dude started dropping the ball and everybody just started dropping the ball. When Stefan Diggs gets it going, when he catches the ball, he makes three or four people look stupid on any given play and then dives down before he can, you know, take a big hit, right? That it, that then leads to, uh, you know, Dalton Kincaid, you know, being more breaking tackles and, you know what I mean, Dalton, uh, uh, Dawson Knox or whatever the case may be, James Cook having more freedom because there's less people in the box because they got a shield. I'm sorry. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You can shade over to, to Stefan Diggs, right? Um, so it, it's just like, you know, that, that those are the guys you got to get going, especially in James Cook has become one of those guys. I James Cook might be a superstar next year. He he very well might be a superstar next year. Um, I, I won't say this year only because we're just starting to see it. But if he has a good playoff run, it's undoubted that he's a superstar next year, especially being top five, top three in terms of yardage at the running back position. And with the likes of Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Der- Derrick Henry, and all these great running backs in the league, and you, James Cook, in your second or third year are top three. You know, and then not only that, but you get the media darling status because you're the brother of a future Hall of Famer. So you could very well be a superstar. And, um, you know, you you got to be able to get these guys the, the ball consistently. Um, so I want to ask you, Coach, you being in the locker room talking to all these guys, right, uh, after the Broncos lost, ooh, ooh, five and five or six and six, it was 500 or something. But either way, six and six, okay. You go from six and six to now nine and six, right? I think it was five and five because they was four and one. Three and one. Three and one. Okay. Three and one in the past uh, four games. Three game winning streak. Oh. Okay. So you, you look at the difference between the locker room losing to the Denver Broncos being at 500. There are. They were, they were six and five and then five. they lost and they were six and six and then they won three straight. Yeah, so having five teams ahead of you in just a wild card race alone, we're not even talking seeding. You're the 11th seed, right? Um, and you go from there to sitting comfortably in the sixth seed, right? If you win this week, you basically clinch technically. I mean, there's some other stuff that has to happen, but you likely clinch. You're already sitting at a 92% playoff chance, right? Mm. What is the difference in the locker room? you know, between those two entities of the team, right? The the, the team that's like, are we even going to make the playoffs this year to this team that's beaten two of the top teams in the league and hung with another one, right? And who has a potential to go and play for a division championship next week? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, this Bills team understands, you know, who they are and what they are. They, they, they know that they are a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, no, but like, was there a difference in the locker room, like just the energy in the locker room between the two? As far as what, when it was six and five to now? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was more, they're playing with more urgency. They they know like, okay, in the midterm of it, yeah, they understand. Yeah, it's still the next game. But now it's like, no, nah, it's a must win game. You know, they, they went from 
you know, it's the it's the most important game because it's the next thing type of mentality to nah. This is uh, you know, it's a must win for us and you know, uh they're playing to advance, you know, so it's a five game tournament and right now they're playing to advance. You know, each week they win, they advance. So um that's why the percentages is at ninety two percent. But you know, as long as they don't read one hundred, the Bills still have uh ways to go. So um, they won't be upset if they not win a division, you know. Um, they understand if they do fall short of the division but still make the playoffs, they know why. Mm-hmm. You know, they know the answer to that. So, you know, they 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 have some closure on that. So the you know, most important thing, they just want to be in the playoffs. Um, they don't care, you know, They, they get, if they got to go on the road, if they got to do it at home, they don't care. This team is battle-tested on the road. This team is battle-tested, you know, at home, like So they have the, the, the toughest schedule in the NFL when you really look at how it came to be. In the beginning, the Bills had the toughest schedule in the NFL. So the schedule alone is going to get these guys prepared for postseason. And, again, the way they went out and got better towards the end of the season – you know, going toe-to-toe with Philly, toe-to-toe with Kansas City, toe-to-toe with Dallas, toe-to-toe with, with Miami, you know. So these are the teams. Playoff that, run right there. You know, toe-to-toe with Cincinnati. You, you, These are the teams that you're going to see in the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they just want to get in. You know, they, they understand uh, what they have to do to get there. Um, they're controlling their own destiny. They win and they're in. Um, of course, they would love to get some help uh, with, with with Baltimore tomorrow because that's just going to really up the ante up and the juices is going to be sky high to know that after everything that we've gone through as a team this year, we are one win away from being a division champion for the fourth straight year and potentially be a number two seed in, you know, this whole thing here. So, you know, make no mistake about it. You know, if they went out and, you know, Football guys bless uh, them with Miami taking the L. If the football guys bless the Bills with them winning out and Miami losing out, Bills are second seed, division champs, and Josh Allen is your MVP. A word. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I got to say, even as like a Bills fan, I just want to see him get in playoffs. I, I mean, uh, a division would be nice, right? Have coasting a playoff game would be absolutely nice, mm-hmm. and uh, being a two seed, and if you know uh, Baltimore was to potentially get knocked off, right, um, and then you get the opportunity to host throughout the playoffs would be nice. But I don't need it. I don't need it, right? Um, I, I feel like I just need them to get in because if we get in, I really don't care where we have to play our games at. I think we smacking anybody. So uh, just get in, boys. Just, mm-hmm. just get in the playoffs, um, and, and they'll be relatively healthy going into. I mean, right. you know, you, you you're gonna miss Trey, you're gonna miss Matt, but you got DQ back, Epineza is back, uh, you know, Hyde is back, and then guys gotten better, you yeah. know. So that's that's a good thing, and you know, they're gelling at the right time, and there's still room for improvement, you know. So that's the scary thing about it all. When is the improvements going to kick in, you know, yeah. finally? So hopefully, you know, tomorrow Highmark could be rocking. Uh, the offense would be in sync, you know, clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, they're going to look pretty damn dangerous going into Miami. Confidence got high because this is a team that you're already taking to the woodshed. 
You just got to go ahead and do it again in Miami. Yeah, absolutely. So all you got to do is win out, man. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's it's not like you Miami's playing some slumps tomorrow, right? They're playing the best team in the league um, as far as narrative is concerned. So, you know, the likelihood that they lose is is pretty pretty good, right? Well, this is for so, the one seed right here. Exactly. So, this is for something tomorrow. So if Baltimore wins, they just lock up the number one seed. Right. I'm sure they would rather lock that up this right. week. You know, so they can know to what to do next. Hope that the Bills, who's playing for nothing technically, if, mm-hmm. if Miami wins this week, you have to hope that the Bills beat the Dolphins next week. Oh no, I think you still lose the tiebreaker. No, Miami. If Baltimore wins, they lock up one. No, seat. no, no. They're right, right. but I'm saying if Baltimore Miami loses, right and Miami's a two seed right now. Yeah. Okay. So this is for number one seed. You know, if if Miami beats Baltimore. And you know, loses to the Bills. Baltimore still can steal the one seed if okay, they. So that's what I was asking. Right, All if right. they win. So, um, you know, yeah, that's what's got to happen. Baltimore, go ahead, y'all at home, take care of business at home. Go ahead and 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 take care of Miami at home. Like number one seed down because we can't get it anyway. Okay, yeah, I'd rather y'all. Bills can't it. get it anyway. Yeah. So go ahead and like, go ahead and go ahead and lock number one down for yourself. And, uh, you know, do that favor for the Bills, and we'll be playing for the division, you know, uh, next week in Miami. And when the Bills do that, they will be a number two seed. So they're going to get, uh, you know, a home game, a home playoff game, and then who knows, anything can happen. Baltimore can lose at home. So go to the Super Bowl, can come to Buffalo. Depending on who they play, I would – I, I think it's a pretty good chance Baltimore loses in the divisional round at home. I'm not going to lie, but we'll see. We'll talk about that later. Um, you mentioned, right, you're getting some people back. You're going to be relatively healthy going into the playoffs. And my man, Jared, from 24-7 Buffalo Fandemonium, uh, shout out to those guys over there, uh, another podcast on the Buffalo Fan Base Network. He mentioned, uh, he says, "How hey, fellas, how y'all feeling about tomorrow? Will Daquan Jones make an immediate impact? So, Daquan Jones is coming back for the first time. He's playing like an all-pro. At the beginning of this season, before he had another devastating injury, along with Matt Milano, I believe in the same game, you had two all-pros go down and uh, missing them for for weeks at a time. Uh, So, him coming back tomorrow, is that going to be like a a immediate impact for the Buffalo Bills, or are they just going to bring him back along slowly? What's the plan there? I'm quite sure he's going to be on a snap count. I mean, it's not going to be like you, you, you just throw him in there. I mean, Puna Ford played quite well last week, uh, but I'm still not sure if he's going to get any reps, you know, just because he's low man on a totem pole. Um, Jordan Phillips is on IR, so it makes sense to bring a Daquan in. Um, and the thing about that with New England, they're a running team, so we should see – more run stoppers out there. But I think that, you know, it's good to have him out there. I, I don't think that he'll get, a like, crazy snaps. I could be wrong, but the Bills are just showing you that they have quality depth pieces. You know what I mean? They have quality depth. So you got Linvon Joseph still out there. You got Tim Settle, Ed Oliver. Uh, you know, those guys are playing quite well in that rotation. So you throw DQ in there, you know, we already know what type of season that he was having before he got injured. So if he could pick pick up where he left off, 
I'm not expecting, you know, too many snaps from him. Uh, that's a guy that the Bills are definitely are trying to preserve for postseason. Uh, but it's good to get him going these next couple of games. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, what I need to see from the Bills tomorrow, I need to see them score in their first three drives and at least one touchdown, right? So whether that's two, sorry, two or three touchdowns. It, it would be nice. It would be nice. But I'm Wingland saying whether, score whether points. So if you got to just that's score my point, though. That, that's my point. Whether it's 13, 17, 21, if we could score points, start fast, make Bailey Zappi have to throw the football, right? Uh, to, to get back into the game. And then your offense is obviously playing well if they're scoring points in the first three drives. I feel like that changes the entire mindset of the football game for both your quarterback and play caller because you have to get playing from behind. You have to get points. You, you, you have to play the way the Buffalo Bills want you to play. And so that's what I would like to see from the Buffalo Bills. If I, I need at least one touchdown, at least one touchdown. I would love more, prefer more, at least one. And let's score on our first three drives. And I feel like if that happens, I mean, I don't want to say that the game is over, but I feel like we got a pretty good chance at, at making it happen. Um, just just because the Bills can be so – sometimes we're just like, I don't really want to – I don't want this one to go to the wire just because you never know. <laughs> well, I mean, if they jump out on them, let's just say they jump out on them. Let's just say it's 17-3. Mm-hmm. If the Bills are passing the ball, I'm going to be mad as shit. Right. You should be running the ball with James yeah. Cook, killing the clock, controlling the game, pass when you need to. Really, mm-hmm. you know, you know they gotta be, they gotta, they gotta mature in those areas of the game of knowing how to control the game offensively. Um, we get it. We got Josh that can throw or, or he can make any throw. We get that. But when it's time for him to do it, you, you're up two possessions. Run the ball, kill clock, control the game. Use play action. Keep the sticks going. You know, stuff like that. I want to see this offense maturing that way. We should have been seeing that happen by now, you know? So we've seen a bit of that in the Kansas City game. We've also seen a bit of that last week in the the L.A. game, being able to run the football down, uh, you know, run the the clock down, excuse me, uh, by running the football and, and, you know, scoring points with minimal time on the clock. Now, obviously, it didn't work out super-duper well in the Chiefs game as, as much as we would like because of an incomplete pass um, and then coupled by another incomplete pass. So you give them, like, ample time, but our defense was able to get it done, thankfully. Uh, but the Chargers, I feel like they executed it a little bit better, leaving, I believe, there's no time left on the clock, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, getting a W. Oh, no, it was it was, like, 20 seconds or something. It spent some time on the clock. Yeah, it was it was a little though. Big back and you know that was pretty much the bar game. Yeah, because they did that know. lateral crap that scared the crap out of me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that wall, boy, it brought back some painful memories. Um, but yeah, all right, coach. Every week, this is your uh James Cook Inventational, right? Uh who is your X Factor for this game and why? <laughs> Stefan Diggs is the because oh, <laughs> if he has a game, then yeah, the Bills will cover the spread. You know, if James Cook has a game, then yeah, the Bills will cover the spread. So I'm hoping that the Bills can get you know him involved. Um, I, I just uh, 
Don't leave him on outside so he can get doubled and bracketed. You know, be a little bit more creative. Put him in a slot where, you know, he can have more one-on-one wins. <coughs> Excuse me. Even when he's flaked to the outside, take your shot one-on-one. You know, try to isolate him or recognize when he's one-on-one on the outside and take a stab at it. Like, go to your go-to guy. You know, go to your go-to guy. You got to go to your money guys. It's money time. Yeah. You got to go with your money guys. So you got to be, whether you scheme to get them open, you got to go to your money guys. Get them guys involved. You know, if you don't get them guys involved, then, you know, the other team is going to get confidence. Get them involved. All right. And you, you'll you see how things work. You'll see them play at their highest potential because you're getting them involved. So, yeah, that's my X factor right there. You know, I mean, Cook is always going to be my, my, my X factor. But I want Stephon Diggs to, uh, you know, have a day. He's he's due for it. You know, he, he's due for it, especially in the Brady uh, era. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Stephon Diggs has actually not yet had a, like, a Stephon Diggs game under the Brady era. So uh, that would be nice to kind of just get that uh, off your off your back a little bit and, and scheme Stephon Diggs open and get him, get him uh, have a nice little game there uh, for the Buffalo Bills. And to send Bill Belichick. On his way out of New England with a nice little gift. Here's 52 to 13 or something crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Just just kind of give him a little bit of a little bit of pow pow for, for the 20 years that, that he gave it to us, right? So uh that would be nice, right? So uh Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Coach, send us off. Yeah, I'm guessing that Leonard Fournette don't play tomorrow. You know what I mean? You'll see Ty Johnson back in action. But he'll still get it done on the ground. Stefan Diggs get going. The Bills is on the hills of the division. Do you believe? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.